Well, welcome back, Oakwood family. We are in week number three of a series called Better. And we've been looking at some Bible scriptures that have the word or the phrase better in them. And today we're going to look at a passage of scripture that says better is wisdom than gold. Better is the wisdom of God than gold. Now, I understand a lot of you guys are probably making some important decisions right now. If you just graduated from high school, maybe you're trying to decide, do I go ahead and go to college? Or since the world's kind of still in turmoil, should I wait a semester? If I do go to college, should I stay in the dorm? Do I get an apartment? If I go to college, what should I do? Uh, should I get this major, that major? Some of you may be thinking, ah, should I go ahead and get married now? I've been thinking about this or planning on this. Is maybe not a good time. If I do get married, should I rent a home? Should I buy a home? Maybe you're already married and you're thinking, should we go ahead right now during this time of pandemic, have kids or should we wait till later? Or maybe you're thinking, should I trade off the kids I've got now and get different ones? You know, I always encourage parents to never pay their hospital bill off in full. And that way, later in life, when the kids begin to act up and stress you out, you can say, hey, listen, you are not paid for yet. I can have you repossessed. Maybe you're thinking, should I stay home and raise kids? Should I go back to work? Should I buy a new car right now? You know, the interest rates, a lot of them are being offered at 0%. Should I buy a brand new car or should I keep driving the old one? A lot of decisions that we have to make right now. I've heard someone say, we make our decisions and our decisions make us. In other words, you are today as a result of the decisions that you made yesterday. And you will be tomorrow as a direct result of the decisions that you are going to make today. So I want to take a look at a better way to make life's decisions. Decisions that honor God. Decisions that incorporate the wisdom of God within those. I want to tell you a familiar story from the Old Testament about Solomon. And when he was anointed and named to be king... Tradition kind of had it that when you became king, you made an offer of a, 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 on the altar of the Lord, a sacrifice to the Lord. And typically it was going to be a bull offering, one bull. Well, Solomon didn't just offer one bull or five bulls or even ten bulls, hundred bulls. He offered a thousand bulls to the Lord. And the Lord was so pleased with him in that sacrifice that he appeared to him later in a dream that night. And he said, Solomon, I'm pleased with you and I want to honor you. And I, I'm going to give you whatever you want. You can ask for whatever you want and I'm going to give it to you. Now, imagine if God came to you and asked you whatever you want, you get to have. You name it. Doesn't matter. No limits. Well, if you watch the movie Aladdin, you know, when he rubbed the genie and the genie popped out, he said, you don't get to ask for more wishes, okay? You only get three wishes. God said, you, you can ask for one thing. What would it be? What would it be? Fame and money, endless supply of money, power. Maybe uh, you're, you've got a loved one that's going through a terminal illness or sickness and you would want to ask God for that healing or maybe you yourself are going through some kind of a illness and you say God that's what I would want second chronicles chapter 1 verse 10 
Solomon asked God, he said, give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who is able to govern this great people of yours. You see, he could ask for anything he wanted and he asked for wisdom and knowledge. And God was so pleased, not just with the sacrifice, but also his request of wisdom and knowledge to lead and to govern his people that he said, I'm going to give you the things that you haven't asked for as well. I'm going to give you a lot of wealth, power, fame. I'm going to allow you uh, to be so famous and you're going to be remembered for, for all time. Solomon went on to become the wisest man who's ever lived, even to this day. And he wrote more about wisdom than any other author in scripture. Over and over, he wrote about wisdom is better. Wisdom is better than this. It's better even than weapons of war. And you know, for a king to have weapons of war, that was kind of the ultimate thing because weapons of war meant strength. It meant power. Proverbs 16, 16 is our, our kind of our text that we're going to use today that, that we're going to build on that all builds off of this one passage. Solomon wrote, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to choose understanding rather than silver. Okay, so Solomon said here, the world's number one commodity at that time was gold, and it's still the number one world's commodity is gold. He said, wisdom is better than even having gold. And he said, it's even better than having silver. That's the number two world commodity. Before my kids went to college, I sat down and I wrote them a long letter and they were getting ready to go off. And, and I wanted to just kind of impart some, I guess, words of advice, wisdom to them. And, and so I wrote to them about how lucky they were to be able to get an education. And I shared a lot of verses, especially from the uh, book of Proverbs and, and Ecclesiastes, things that Solomon had written about wisdom. And I basically said, don't waste this opportunity. You're lucky to be able to have the chance to get an education. Take advantage of it. Make the most of it. You know, I hear a lot of people say that, boy, I wish I knew then what I know now. Meaning that if they had a chance to go back and get a do-over in life, that they would do things a whole lot different because they are so much wiser now than they were then. Back then, they may have thought they knew it all, but then they found it. I want to encourage you today to start making decisions based on the Word of God. And if you'll do that, if you'll make your decisions in life based on the Word of God, it's going to impact every single part of your life, your finances, being a better husband or wife, being a parent, being a better employer or employee. It's going to allow you to be a better friend by making decisions based on the Word of God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. You see, Solomon is telling us that no matter how much it costs you, it's worth it. Get wisdom. In fact, Solomon, all through his teaching, says over and over again, don't be a fool, but be wise. But the problem is that fools don't know that they're being foolish. The world has a lot of fools in it, but they don't think that they're being foolish. In fact, they think that they're being really smart. 
and wise. One of the movies that, or shows that we like to watch on TV is America's home, Funniest Home Videos. And I know a lot of those videos are staged, but you see people do some really dumb, stupid things just for the chance and the hope that they get to be on TV and maybe to earn a prize, win some money. But they do some really things. Some of them get hurt. Well, when you look at foolish people, there's some common things that they do that just some common factors that foolish people have in common. First is that foolish people act before they think. Proverbs 13, 16 says, wise people think before they act. Fools don't, and they even brag about their foolishness. They don't think about what they're doing. They just do it. They just act. You know, I've developed a, what I consider is an undeserved reputation for being accident prone. You know, I've had my fair share of injuries and accidents and I've had my fair share of stitches. In fact, I think there was a period I, I had uh, within about two years, four or five trips to the emergency room for stitches or treatments of, uh, of other injuries. But I wanna tell you, I am not accident prone. I just get hurt a lot. And there's a, there's a difference, there really is. You see, a lot of my injuries happened because I, I was doing things that a lot of people might call dangerous. I like to say I was just leaving, living an adventurous life, okay? Now, I can't tell you how many times I've heard this, a lot of times from my wife or maybe from my family, after I get hurt, what were you thinking? Well, you know, when you get hurt, you really, that's the last thing you really want to hear. What were you thinking? Well, I guess I really didn't go into a long thought, thought out detail about what I was doing or the consequences. I just, I just did it and, and it happened. I got hurt. Sometimes I've gotten hurt because I was doing things that I should have asked for help for or been patient enough to wait for help, and I just did them anyway. But I was either too proud or too impatient, so I just decided to, to try this on my own. Foolish people act before they think. Second thing foolish people do is they spend all they earn. Proverbs chapter 21, uh, verse 20 says, In the house of the wise are stores of choice food and oil, but a foolish man devours all he has. You see, fools eat it all, they spend it all, they don't save anything. If they make $500 a week, they spend $550 a week. They don't plan for the future. They spend everything they have, and then they just live from one disaster to another, always hoping to get bailed out. That's why I really wish that every single young person, before they start out on their own in life, or any young couple that's getting ready to get married, that they would go through the Dave Ramsey Financial uh, Peace Course to lay out a plan for them to not spend it all, to not eat up everything they have, but to actually have a plan. Fools also hurt those they love. Proverbs 14.1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. What's that foolish woman do? Well, she belittles her family. She nags them. She tries to control them. What does the, the foolish man do? Well, he's domineering. He's angry. He's also controlling. 
Solomon said, the foolish one tears down and hurts those that they love. And when we make decisions based on our own selfishness, it often hurts people that we love the most. And finally, fools think they, they know it all. Proverbs 12, 15. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Well, you've probably been around those type of people, those know-it-alls, and fools think they know it all. And in fact, they're going to quickly tell you how much they know. They're not shy about it at all. They just blurt it out. And they're going to tell you why their way is so much better. And what they have is better than what you've got. And if you've done something, they've done it better. If you've gone somewhere, they've been there twice. How much better to get wisdom than gold to choose understanding than silver? You see, wisdom is the most valuable thing that we're going to have. So how do we get it? If you get wisdom, the wisdom of God, it will literally change your path in life. So how do I get this wisdom of God? Well, I'm glad you asked because the Bible clearly lays out a, a real easy roadmap for us to follow. Scripture, when they ask a question, they always answer it. So how do we get this wisdom of God? Well, the first thing before we do anything else, it starts with a fear of God. A fear of God. And in fact, in uh, Proverbs 9, 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So what does it mean to fear God? I think a lot of people serve and choose to love God out of fear rather than because they love God. You see, they view God as like the highway patrolman ready to, you know, lower the boom on you for driving one mile an hour. Or they view God as the big angry judge in the sky ready to slam the gavel down and cast you to hell. They view God as that he's just this angry, unpleasable God. And so you walk around on eggshells. You don't want to tick him off so he doesn't strike you down. Okay. A lot of people think that God's just out to get him, but that's not the fear of the Lord. But rather the fear of the Lord that we need to have is a reverent, kind of a, a holy awe of God. Just about any time in the Bible that you see anybody encounter either the presence of the Lord or one of his holy messengers, maybe an angel, you'll see one of the first things they do is fall down on their face in fear. And I believe it's a holy awe. And the messengers of the, of the Lord always say, don't be afraid. You see, that's a natural response when we enter into the presence of a holy, righteous God that we ought to tremble in fear in a holy awe. And we need to start worrying about pleasing God with our decisions rather than making everybody else happy with our decisions. A lot of times we try to say what we do, um, the decisions we make, and we spend our life trying to please other people rather than pleasing God who really matters. We worry more about trying to please other people and worrying what they think rather than what God thinks. The second thing scripture says is just, uh, just ask God. 
If you want wisdom, the book of James lays this out really, really simply. In fact, it couldn't be any simpler than this. James 1.5 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Do you remember in week one we talked about better is one day in the court of the Lord? Better is that one day being in the house of God than doing anything else. The most fun day, the most, uh, you know, thing that we desire to do more than anything else. It's better to be a servant in the house of, a, of God for that one day than to dwell in an exalted place in the house of the wicked. We also talked about having some short bursts of communication, that we could just stay in communication with God all, all day long. And I think that if, if we need wisdom and we want to ask God, then it's just constant communication. God, give me some wisdom here. Give me the words to say. God, I don't know what to do in this situation. I need your direction. What do you want me to do today? I need to hear from you. God, I feel like you're leading me this direction, but everybody else is telling me to go this direction. Lord, show me what you need me to do. One of the things that I miss more than anything else in this world is being able to pick up the phone and call my dad for advice. Um, I leaned on him heavily for advice throughout my adult life even, calling him to help me make uh, hard life's decisions. And I miss that. Miss that being able to get the advice from him. But do you realize we have a heavenly father that says, you can ask me, you can call me, you can petition me anytime you want. You need answers, you need wisdom. All you've got to do is ask. All you've got to do is ask. You know, I really kind of think that God probably thinks, you know, he sees us do our own thing and try to, to work this out on our own. He's kind of like, well, I'm glad you finally ask. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to help you. I've been ready for you to ask. Why did it take you so long? Finally, fools hang out with foolish people, but wise people hang out with wise people. So you want wisdom of God, you hang out with wise people. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So listen, you want to be wise, hang out with wise people. You want to be an idiot, hang out with idiots. Hang out with a bunch of fools. How many times have you heard somebody say, you are who you hang out with, or you are who you run with? That's a direct, uh, you know, pretty much a direct quote from Scripture where Scripture says, bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Now, you wonder why people that are sometimes good, godly people, and they get around somebody that's uh, got a bad character to them, bad, bad reputation, and all of a sudden, they ruin the character, the witness of that good person. So you run with a bunch of fools, more than likely you're going to make foolish decisions. You're going to do stupid things. Listen, as a follower of God, there's going to be a lot of times that you're going to go against every bit of wisdom this world has to offer. This world will not understand. In fact, they can't understand. 
okay? Because the Bible speaks of the depraved mind of, of the wicked. They can't understand. They cannot understand the wisdom of God. They don't understand that you go to church. You mean you go to church every week? Yeah, I go to church every week. And you give how much a percent of your income to the to the church and the Lord? Wow. And let me tell you, you really believe that old, outdated, archaic book called the Bible? You really believe that? And you trust the Lord to provide? Well, not me. Hey, I'm going to take care of myself, but hey, to each their own. They don't understand it, and they can't understand it. But following after the word of God in the heart of God is truly wisdom. Solomon says this over and over and over again. I want to end with the scripture that we started with. Proverbs 16, 16. How much better is wisdom than gold to choose understanding rather than silver? Now, friends, I know a lot of you may have made some poor choices in life. I am really glad that we serve a God of second chances. That all those stupid, dumb decisions we make don't define us and don't determine our eternal destiny as far as God's concerned. Because all of those dumb decisions, all of those foolish choices that we make can all be undone and reversed with a single decision to accept Christ as our Savior and to submit to the godly wisdom of our Father. That doesn't mean that we wouldn't maybe sometimes have some physical consequences here on this earth, but that one decision to accept Christ as our Savior changes our eternal destination. That's godly wisdom, friends. How much better is wisdom than gold to choose knowledge rather than silver pray with me father i pray that your heart would become our heart and that father we would seek after your wisdom more than we seek after the wisdom more than we seek after the approval of man of this world lord you've laid out to us exactly what it takes to please you and father i pray that each and every person today that is listening, seek after the godly wisdom that you ask us to have and that you've laid out for us. Lord, I pray for those that are struggling with decisions right now. They're listening to advice of, of people that are not godly men and women that are not given good, solid, godly advice and wisdom lord i i just pray that they would submit to you that they would ask you for help and ask you for wisdom that they need lord it's my hope and prayer that we take these words to heart and lord that we not only change the choices we make but lord that we change our eternal destiny in jesus name amen God bless.